time of the week, time of the month. Because, fuck, they've been so busy, like, so busy, like, just doing heaps of stuff one after another. So busy. The boys are in town to recap the round. They'll look at some stats, throw in some facts. The rumours will fly, the jokes will be dry. Poor Reese will cop a ribbing. He loves it, he loves it. Kick off your shoes. Forget all your blues. It's Annie and Peter Train Show. The Annie and Peter Train Show. Lads, welcome to Community Pod V2. Thank you for all of your submissions. Uh, this time we got everyone except one person. Uh, the two... Non-submitters last time, Gaz, uh, who shelved his phone. He's he's submitted, so you'll find his voice somewhere. Um, and Pickers, who was just such a whip can, uh, he was banned from his phone for about a month. He couldn't record last time, but he's also made a submission. So uh, the missing member, uh, uh, he's probably on suicide watch. Um, not a good thing. Poor lad, he's been crying constantly about the season he's had. We all rated his draft pretty highly, um, and it's just fallen to shit. Uh, so Ben Yang, RIP, uh, possibly favourite for the Chen now, I don't know. It's actually a tough race, given Tone's going to get Kelly back. Uh, but lift your game. Expect the submissions, boys, Yang. Not even whipped, except by your right hand. But anyway... Uh, I'll kick it off. Uh, season. Wow, it has been a ripper season. And how good was it in the last round where I managed to come forth? <laughs> Froffin. It's been an absolute roller coaster. Literally every win for the last, or every match for the last like six weeks has been an eight point game. Um, oh, it's so good. Absolute ripper. Last placed team tone on seven wins, only oh actually two games outside the eight, but um he could have made the eight in the last round, so that was pretty juicy. Uh well done lads. Okay guys, welcome to Willie P's community pod segment. Sorry I didn't do one last time, but you know what? I do enough pods for the community. So I'm just gonna run it from here. First question, Andy. Thoughts on the season? Now, this has been an unbelievable season. Uh, apart from Reese, you know, firing out in front, it's got to be the most even season I've ever seen. Literally every match meant everything. Anyone could win on any given day. There was no cooms of the league. People that had luck ran out of luck. People that had luck still have luck. <coughs> Abhishek Bowen. <coughs> oh, sorry. I just got something caught in my throat. Um, I think it's been an unbelievable year, and I'm so glad that I scraped into finals because the Chen playoffs, there is no, you know, there's no uh, certainty for anything to win. Um, yeah, what a year. Let's bring on finals. Now, recap of my season. Let's, let's just uh, categorise it with one word. Or one phrase, I should say. Um, premiership hangover. Didn't take until 
round seven or eight before I got my first win and that was eventually my downfall. Pretty roller coaster, pretty roller coaster um, performance. Um, ON6 um, to start off with, picked up the um, picked up the buy tag, and then decided to to win. I think five of the next next six rounds to put myself back into finals contention. But then after Josh Kelly did his calf, just straight back down the slide. So that was a bit of a bit of a shit end for me. Hey lads, um, community podcast too, I guess. Um, thoughts on my season? Uh, well, probably lucky, exceptionally lucky to be fifth somehow at the end of the season. Um, but at the same time, exceptionally unlucky with uh, up to I think eight or nine season-ending injuries from players I drafted or. Um, picked up with a free agency, Ooh, and all of them pretty good players, so very unlucky, but somehow I made it to finals, so can't complain too much. G'day boys, Mato here, as Andy's um, requested, we're doing community podcast version 2, so might as well get started, thoughts on the season so far. Um, I think uh, it's been a really good season overall, very competitive, one of the most even ones I can remember. And being one of the original boys from the start, um, it's really good that I guess uh, it's a bit getting a bit harder in terms of there's no clear buys and this and that. And um, yeah, how much movement there was in the ladder was just unheard of. It's a bit like the AFL being super competitive, which is always great. Um, me personally, in my season, I started really well in terms of being the only other person to be top of the table this year, like outside of the clear favourite and Premiership fancy Reese. Um, I've come home with a bit of wind in my sails, which is good after the buy rounds. Got a few wins here or there. So um, hopefully the wind can um, keep on in my favour. Finally get some luck for once this season and uh, see how we go. Thoughts on my season? Um, yeah, it's been a fantastic season. Uh, can't knock it too much. Uh, won 15 matches and lost four. Uh, managed to control basically top points from the get-go. I don't think I've ever not been the top point scorer, if you go back through the, the archives. Um, yeah, some of my players that I was, you know, that I drafted late paid off, like Brad Crouch and Timmy Taranto, so they've been fantastic. And uh, Caleb Daniel, what a marvel he's been too. Also was pretty lucky um, because I picked up uh, Jack Zebel as a free agent. He wasn't even restricted. I think I got him on like a Thursday night. So, yeah, it was wrapped with him. He's dropped off a little bit now, but still, as an F3, I think anyone would want him as their F3, especially because he's playing a lot more mid these days. Um, yeah, look, I'm just really excited to see how far I can go in finals. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to, to go pretty deep into the final series. Hey, lads. Um, yeah, it's Gaz here. Thoughts on the season? Pretty grim year. Uh, bit of a drop off, I must uh, must admit, not my finest. Hey guys, uh, Simon here, just doing my bit for the community podcast. Uh, thoughts on my season? Um, pretty rubbish, uh, very inconsistent in the Chen finals, so not looking forward to that. Alright fellas, the uh, vote here. Um, Alright, let's turn through the questions. Uh, thoughts on my season? Um, well, look, I'm in, uh, I'm in finals. It's a weird feeling, not going to lie. Um, but yeah, 
can't ask for much more than that. So I'd say I'm uh, going all right. Um, would have preferred to sneak into fourth spot and uh, lose to Gibbs first round, but now I'm uh, going to be playing and losing to Pickers uh, first round. GG. Thoughts on the girls gone wild season? Well, definitely finished up a lot better than I thought after my start. I um, have to say I've probably overperformed, especially relative to that. So um, I don't think I could have done any better than what I currently have. Um, I would have thought like just scraping into the eight and avoiding the Chen would have been the very best case scenario. Um, but just looking at how even and close the... Um, uh, the ladder is from top to bottom. I think I've uh, definitely uh, overachieved with my uh, end ladder position, which has been really good. So take it. Highlights and lowlights for the year. Jeez, this is actually a pretty tough one because there wasn't too many high highlights. Um, to be honest, there wasn't a lot of lowlights. I think I've had my most consistent season without owning Titch. Um, just all the way through the years. I never copped a pen for having a shitty score and I never really got top score or really even top three scores. I was just consistent all the way through. Um, a highlight probably for me would be Braden Fiorini's first three months of the year. Um, you know, what a start. For a round 10 pick, he, is a, he was a genuine jet. Dropped off a bit now, but I'm hoping towards finals. He's just kind of building up a little bit of steam, just like the Gold Coast are. Low, low, low light of the year. I'm going to save my lowest light for a different segment. But I would say probably low light for the year would be having good starts to games, especially against Reese, and then just the team just absolutely falls away and I end up costing it. And a couple of laid outs have really hurt me. Maybe, maybe the fact that I had more points scored against that I, than I scored for, even though I was the third top scorer. Um, but no real huge lowlights. There is, was one huge one, and I'll bloody get to it. Uh, season highlight was uh, definitely uh, picking up my Premiership trophy. Finally, when you, you took your time. I think I got it in round, round eight. And that was about the time when I started winning again, so there's a there's a real power with the trophy. Um, low light, uh, I guess coming last, and uh, yeah, being in the playoffs for for another year, just dropping right off the radar, but should be back next season. Highlights, well, pretty few and far between. Uh, probably Duncan would be my highlight and probably my MVP lowlights. Uh, where to begin? Sinclair, Managola, <laughs> and the rest. <laughs> Season highlight for me would have to be my captain choices, my big boy captain scores. A couple of 160s from Rocky and a couple of 160 pluses from Dunkley and that 189. So I'd say that would be my season highlight. Uh, low light would be my back line, uh, my three in, three out every week. Um, 
yeah, it's just it's just a real a real shit show down there, and it's uh, going to continue this week with uh, three in three out. Um, highlights of my season, yeah. Look, I, I think I can't go past beating Andy and Joe both twice this season. You know, they're pretty big rivals, um, and it was good to get them both times. So suck on that. But um, yeah, look, that's definitely my highlights. My low light. Uh, it would have to be losing to Mardo. I only played him once, so I never got to get revenge, unfortunately. But, yeah, well done, Mardo. You got me there. And I suppose another um, low light, too, would be losing to the bye. Um, but I resurrected that in the last round of the season where I, where I beat Tone, so that was good. Uh, season highlight, um, 190 from Whitfield. Uh, low light, Devin Smith getting injured about halfway through the season, who was my first pick. Yeah, a season highlight and low light. Um, I'd definitely say one of the highlights is uh, beating Reese, since he's uh, clearly deservedly so the massive favourite. And it was good to get one up on him earlier on, um, since he clearly has this season in the bag. Um, so the low light would be during the buy rounds, losing to Simo, when he um, loopholed uh, Hendo for a cheeky 140 and he had a zero on field yet still managed to beat me since I had three scores below 60 which just killed me remember at least I guess it only ruined the end of my weekend after seeing the result really late on the Sunday season highlight for me would have to be uh, all the quarters I've had <laughs> all the quarters I've had somehow um, with other players going down somehow made me get through to finals so Take every one of them. Uh, low light would have to be Cogs. Zero captain against Winnie. Damn it. That was a one match, one, one game I really wanted to win. Bit of rivalry, but not to be, not to be. Season highlight for me uh, has to be knocking Joe off in the last round, uh, despite having a basically a player with zero points or three points from Witherden with an injury. Uh, to finish fourth after being under threat of being knocked out of the eight. Oh, that's clutch. So clutch. Um, low light for me. Oh, it was pretty early in the season. Um, lost Sauce Jacobs to an injury, but I don't know if that lost me a game. But anyway, he was just cooked for so long. Um, and then... The other one was losing to Winnie very early on where I had two injuries and I lost by like 40 points or something and that was fucking brutal. Um, yeah. Season highlights and lowlights? Well, season highlights, I think, getting my boy Guan at five. Did not honestly think he was going to be there uh, at that position of the draft, to be honest, which is why on draft day, if people uh, can remember, Reese definitely does, um, that I was pretty on the fence about actually taking him. Um, but in the end, it was a very good decision, very safe decision, the smart decision uh, to take him. So that coupled with somehow finishing top two uh, and avoiding the Chen uh, would definitely be the highlights. Uh, Lowlights would be uh, drafting <laughs> my boy the Hoff with, in round two, but I'm hoping he's going to turn it around uh, now that we're in finals and he's going to you know, prove me right that I uh, didn't overpay in theory, getting him in the second round. Um, but that and also starting 0-5. So I'd like to think if I didn't actually start 0-5 and maybe split it 2-3 and or 3-2, and um, that, yeah, I pretty much would have been dead even with Reese. otherwise. So that would be, uh, yeah, highlights and lowlights. 
All right. Um, my MVP slash spiritual leader. It's uh, it's a close race. Uh, everybody knows that I'm a huge fan of Nat Five. He's just my boy. You know, he's fucking tough. He gets you like 108 every time. If this was super coach, he'd be so much better, but we play fantasy. He ain't chasing kicks, but he's still getting them tons. So he would be, I would say, runner-up MVP slash spiritual leader. But my true spiritual leader would be Basha Hawley. He has had an absolutely ripping year, averaging over a ton after people laughed at me. Laughed right in my face. I said, Will, ha 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 ha, he's not going to average over a ton. What are you, crazy? Yeah, I am crazy about Basher. G'day, lads. Joey Burke here. Um, I might skip the first two. Chewed your ears off last week. Um, MVPs, obviously, Brody Grundy by a mile. Um, he's, he's the goat. Um, my MVP, I've got an MVP and, or two MVP players. Um, I couldn't split them. So, Chalor, I got him in the second round, and I was pretty shocked that, I, that he managed to slip to that. That um that round, um considering you know he's averaged one fourteen for the year now, and also Timmy Taranto, he's been fantastic, um almost averaging one fifteen I think, um and he's had just had a ripper season, so he's really gone out and had his third year breakout, which is fantastic. Um, my spirit, though, my spiritual leader, actually goes to someone who is a little bit um maligned in my team and that's Jack Nunes um if you've noticed I haven't dropped him all season I still have him riding on the pine as a as a good forward cover probably not so much now but I feel like he was there to start my season he kick-started it he was in fantastic form at the start and um yeah I don't see myself dropping him because I just feel like if I drop him I drop my team so yeah I'm going to be holding on to Nunesy even though probably no one would pick him up uh my MVP or spiritual leader uh, has to be Whitfield, my team namesake. Uh, my MVP would probably be, even though he's missed about five games, it would still be um, Josh Kelly, I'd say. Um, very, very close. Uh, actually, I think Boki might take the top top gong for that one over Kelly, just based on his uh, consistency. He, he did miss that one game with about five minutes left before the bounce, which, which lost me in a match and potentially a final spot. So um, aside from that note, he's played every game and averaged 100, 112 as a forward, so can't complain about that. Spiritual leader would be definitely uh, Heath Shaw. 300 games, 34 years old. Um, a real barometer for my team. First start start to the season was averaging about seventy, um, and that was indicative of how my team was going. Uh, mid midway through the season, he just decided to kick it up a notch and averaged about one hundred and twenty for five weeks, and that that was pretty much the five games that I won. And then since then, other than his uh, vendetta game against the Pies. He's been back to his old, uh, back to his old self, just playing a back pocket and scoring seventies.
MVP or spiritual leader. Um, look, Dunkley's been my best player, but I'm going to go with the uh, OG Pig, Rockcliffe. I uh, got him in like the fifth or sixth round, and he's been pretty solid apart from a few injuries. Um, and also probably Marshall. Marshall's been huge for me after um, Nank went down, and I just bloody hate watching Nankervis play, and I actually like watching Marshall play, which has been real good. Uh, MVP uh, probably has to be McRae, um, but if we start talking about spiritual leaders, then, oh, they don't get much more spiritual than Riley O'Brien. What a fucking goat. Uh, I'm just about to pull up his stats, but my ruck department was absolutely cooked after Source went down. Uh, very early on in the season, then all of a sudden it turned into like a fucking 40-year injury. Um, but Riley O'Brien, oh, let me just look at this. He has scored three, four, five, six, seven, seven tons in the last nine weeks, and several of those are big boy tons as well. Oh, ah, froth. There's a new big, big red in town. My MVP spiritual leader, oh. I don't really have one with all the injuries, but um, uh, probably uh, Lockie Neal, the only one that seems to have stuck with me from day dot um, till now and um, had some big, big wins, big, big, big games that have some really poor ones as well, but uh, definitely him, I'd say. All right, so my MVP, um, it'd have to be Leod, as uh, I've dubbed him. Uh, I don't think I really get enough credit really for... I don't know if people remember I jumped out myself down on the list to be the 11th pick when I could have been at least two to three spots higher, I think, at the time. Um, but, yeah, thought I'd get some value there. Unfortunately, I kind of wasted the second pick on Matty Crouch, which hasn't worked out fully as planned, but he's been all right. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I must say I haven't luckboxed it like Reese has with so many overperforming late picks. Um, but, yeah, so in terms of even trading away Lloyd... Um, you gotta, you got to have the, the balls to kind of risk it. So I'm really glad I approached Joey to do that trade. And um, I'm very confident that uh, Gaff will outscore Lloyd this week. There was a bit of uncertainty. I guess time will tell. Who knows if this will be out before the round is finished or whatnot. But, um, yeah, I guess we'll see soon enough if my, my big risk pays off or if it doesn't. Um, and I'm in a knockout final, so I've got to do what I can. MVP for the season comfortably has to be gone. Averaging, well, 110, I think it is, off the top of my head. Uh, you know, I only missed that one game really after it is ankle in Brisbane, and he only scored 50. But uh, other than that, can't really complain um, with how, he, he's, uh, how he's been going. I think he's got a about a 10-point buffer average on the third-best uh, Ruckman going on at the moment. Um, so I think, you know, obviously... Joe did amazing with Grundy, but um, having Gorn hasn't been the worst second-choice option um, for Ruck. Um, so definitely the MVP to him. Uh, spiritual leader, I don't know, I've got a few. If you look at my teams from the last few years, um, they've all been the bloody same between uh, Gorn, Hearn now two years in a row, uh, my boy Petrarca. Um, so between all of them and the Hoff as well, of course. Um, so I guess between all of them is probably collective spiritual leaders um, with me having the same team for probably about three years running. 
players I will never touch again. And I said players because this will be a nice little two-parter. The first one, oh, I think everybody knows who the first one's going to be, maybe. Buddy goddamn Franklin. Third round, what a stinker. He's averaging 65. Um, maybe, buddy, do a little bit of a preseason. I know you're injured, but it might might help, maybe. And possibly just get your body right. Get off the source. Get off the piss. Stop shagging Jacinta Campbell and actually do a little bit of rehab on the old groin. And this is, of course, as I mentioned before, a part two. We've got now easily the second best Brayshaw brother. I reckon if there was a third the third best playing local footy, he could possibly be the third best Brayshaw brother. Angus Brayshaw, what a start to the year. I thought I've got an absolute sleeper here picking him up in the second round. Started off the year with a 129. Thank you very much. And then... That's, that's not the sound of a rocket taking off. That's the sound of an avalanche because that's where his scores started to go. What a disappointing year. Looks like he's running in molasses and doesn't doesn't give a shit. Thinks he's got all the time in the world. What a load of horse shit. Um, never touch again. <laughs> well, it's a bit hard for me to pick someone I never touch again from this season. I know, I mean, if I go back and look at my draft, Bailey Williams, I mean, he's just been a spud. Um, I thought he would average about 80, similar to what he did last season, but he just hasn't done much at all or got many games. So I suppose I'd never touch him again, not that I would ever consider it anyway. And um, But I think I have more hatred towards um, the never touch again list from last year, and that was bloody Paddy Dangerfield. Just doesn't do enough when it, when it matters. Um, never touch again. Well, I just said him. Definitely Sinclair. Uh, he's just uh, completely gone. Um, even when he wasn't injured, he just sucked. <laughs> uh, who I will never touch again. Probably North players because it just makes me too uh, tilted. Uh, who I'll never touch again would be uh, Jeremy Howe and uh, Shane Mumford. Um, Jeremy Howe, injury prone last couple of seasons. Now, Crispy, crispy Chicken's taken his role as the uh, roaming halfback. And all he does now is just take a hanger over someone and punch the ball instead of marking it. Um, Mummy started off well, scored scored maybe three eighties and then a ton. And from then on, his uh, his legs just couldn't take him. He's just scoring twenty five points a game and giving away ten free kicks. But he's uh, he's good for he's good for a crunching tackle every couple of weeks. Um, I'll never touch Kate Simpson again. Absolute, buddy. What do you call it? Mutton. Mutton dressed as lamb, that bloke. He looks like he's 22, but he plays like he's 102. Who will I never touch again? Hmm. Where do I begin? Um, probably say Jaden Short. He's uh, burnt me too many times. I'll have to look on the free agency, see who I've dropped. Probably like a 1,000 players. Um, definitely Wingard. Um, God, he is... Just so injury prone and such a just a bit of a bit of a spud and has just has tickets on himself. Just way too many tickets for his ability. And yeah, he's just not a good bloke. 
Who will I never touch again? Um, Dalhouse, for sure, Dalhouse. That has been a horror trade for me with Wines injured. Um, played one good game of Wines and got injured. Um, and Dalhouse has been putrid since I picked it, since I did that trade. Um, so never, ne- never take Ollie Wine. I never take um, Dalhouse again and never take Steph Martin again. Both absolute trash players. Who will I never touch again? Uh, fuck. Um, Probably T Mac, like Prob's Def's T Mac. Um, I think I'd still pick up a lot of the guys that I did pick up this year, just because I probably just went early on a few of them. Um, but T Mac really cooked me, and yeah, big source. Uh, that's almost by technicality because he belongs to the nursing home, the big red, big source nursing home. Um, yeah, Witherden's pretty close. God, he's a little slimy, Kent. Ugh. Now, um, who I'll never touch again? I just keep it short and sweet. Uh, Toby McLean and Hartbrow. They've uh, cooked me throughout the year. Uh, McLean especially, also. Hartbrow's been just below average, like super average, but he's been floating around. But either way, yeah, try and avoid those in the future. I don't really have anyone that's a never touch again uh, on the list. Um, the Hoff's probably the obvious one in terms of taking him in the second round, so you probably wouldn't ever take him that high again. Um, admittedly, I thought him having the DPP with Ruck um, was going to be a big plus, which is half the reason why I jumped on super early because that was my, uh, in my in theory, my handcuff if something happened to Gorn throughout the year, um, but didn't factor in the Lysette um, and also Charlie Dixon being out half the year um, would uh, affect his score so much, so probably not the best research on my behalf. Uh, the only other one really would be Zach Tui, who I didn't draft too high, um, but has probably uh, let me down, not had the consistency coming off that pre-season injury um, to justify where I took him in hindsight. The next question is, who do you think will win the Prem? It should be rephrased as, um, who's already won the Prem? And that would be Reese Gibbs. Um, but but fair, fair play to Reese. He had a ripping draft. Um, Nick Taranto off me, that dog. And uh, his team's just, you know, he hasn't put a step wrong yet. Has had pretty good injury luck. Plus, you know, would you say players outperforming what you thought? I would say 100%. Nunes was the only one who actually came back down to earth. Um, but yeah, I think Reese is going to win. A dark horse in all this. Uh, well, now Joe Burke, since he's just bolstered his team by about 30 points, he's got a good chance. And I reckon if Winston can beat me this week, then he's also a dark horse. It depends how well his um, backline goes, whichever three players are left on the waivers that he puts in his backline. And from there... Uh, he's got, you know, piggy, piggy potential. Who wins the prem? Oh, we've already known this. I don't even know why I put this in as a segment, but Reese Gibbs, uh, who I'm playing this week, has it absolutely locked. If this boy, uh, like, needed any more cotted, it's come around because Segs has been dropped, so McAvoy's now a sole ruck, just to add to the rest of his season-long cotted. Oh man, it's just everything's come come to fruition for him, and uh, I wonder 
how's Joe going to feel if he comes up against him in the grand final, uh, considering he picked both teams? Is, is he going to know which team he'd want to win more than the other? I don't know. Um, but, yeah, my dark horse as of this week is Joe Burke. Um, but Winnie is, like, a proper dark horse because um, his players just go bang. Bang! I suppose I have to, for the premiership, it's anyone's, anyone in the finals can really win it. Um, but based on consistency, based on scoring, it, yeah, look, I'm probably the favourite based on those things. But like I said, it's anyone's game and anyone in the finals can really make a run for it at this stage. Um, my dark horse is still Winnie. Um, he's got a very solid team. Um, Dunkley had a shocker. Um, and that's probably why I lost. But if Dunkley, Dunkley starts churning out those big boy scores again, then watch out because he's going to be something to watch um, Watch out for. Uh, Who's going to win the premiership? Well, Reese has already won it, so no argument here. Uh, the dark horse. Uh, I would say maybe Joey. Um, yeah, I haven't really paid attention to anyone's team. <laughs> Now that I'm out of it, who cares, eh? Just don't want to win that chance. Um, I'll win the Prem, no doubt. Uh, Dark Horse is Winnie. He's got a couple of those piggy piggy types who might bob up and get him through. Take him all the way, maybe. All right, so who wins the Premiership? Is 95% sure now. Uh, Reese still has it. The only way he doesn't win it is if he cooks himself, which could easily happen. And... Um, yeah, I could see him just totally overthinking it and uh, making some kind of mistake there. So, um, yeah, we'll see what he what, what he can do to stuff himself up. Um, my dork, Dark Horse. Um, despite my trade to uh, Joey, I'm actually going to go with Troon um, as my Dark Horse. I think he's flown under the radar quite swiftly, but with his 1300 um, recently, it looks like he might just be hitting form at the right time and... Yeah, score in the last round. Very possibly has a bit of quality in his side, so uh, you never know. Who wins the Prem? Oh, is, this, uh, is this a rhetorical question? It's Gibbs. Easily. He's already won it. What's the point? What's the point of doing this podcast? What's the point of doing anything? He's got it in the bag. Um, who is the dark horse? Oh, don't know. I'm going myself. Got a lot of, um, a lot of guys with a lot of upside and uh, a lot of downside as well. My scores seem to fluctuate between 950 and 1200, never in the middle, um, which is, um, yeah, it's been a roller coaster. Who wins a Prem? Has to be Reese. Who's a dark horse? Uh, Treon or Joey, I reckon. They've got some guys that can score big. Who wins a Prem? Well, I think it's pretty obvious. Reese's Reese to lose. He can't lose it. Um, if he does, it'll be one of the greatest chokes of all time, a la Collingwood last year, five goals up. Um, Reese is probably going into any match he plays a good six, uh, a good hundred points clear of everyone with um, just the way just the way he's got his team going with no injuries. Um, Dark horse Joey, um, I think wouldn't have said, wouldn't have said this a week ago, but um, after Marto made that trade with Joey for Lloyd, I reckon it almost completes. Um, Joey's team. If he has a give, if Grundy the peak goes uh, huge in finals week, which I think he's playing someone pretty weak. Can't remember who, but he's playing. I don't think he's playing a very aggressive team there. Um, I think he'll have a good match, Grundy, and um, I think Joey could take the chocolates.
who wins the prem? Uh, I really want, uh, really want Troon to 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 get one, uh, just just to shed the bridesmaids' uh, dress. Um, very very deser deserving of it. And, uh, coming coming from last or coming from second last place to uh to second, winning eight or nine games in a row. It's fair effort. Hopefully you can you can keep that form up. Dark horse will be uh will be winning. Uh, I think in the in the last podcast, uh, you guys in the last pod you mentioned that he was uh had the most most players averaging over a ton. Um, all you need to do is um looks like you've done it, but uh, we'll see by the end of this week. But you've picked up a couple of pretty strong free agents from the from the free agency list, so um. Hopefully that can cover the rest of the, um, the shit in your team. Who wins the Prem? Well, I think it's fair to say Joe Burke. Sorry, sorry, let me start again. Uh, Reese Gibbs, apologies for, for that slight confusion between their teams there. Um, in all seriousness, no, Reese has had a ripper season. Um, had a, an amazing draft. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, I think this has to be the best season for a top place finisher in terms of a win-loss ratio coupled with total points. Um, I'm not sure whether the, the the person in the last couple of years at least that's had the most points has actually finished top of the ladder um, from memory, so I could be wrong with that, but uh, I think Reese has taken out the double for maybe one of the first times ever. Um, so no, I think with the way he's gone, had a really good run with injuries. Um, Good captain choices between Taranto and Trelaw. Um, just hitting on them has obviously helped him. So I think it's a well-deserved favouritism rather than a, a, a mozzing as such. Because um, I'm going to assume every single person, maybe other than Reese himself, has uh, potentially picked him to win it. Uh, Dark Horse, I would say, is Winston. He's just got the absolute pigs of Dunkley. Rockliffe and Merritt who can just go off at any single time for a 150 plus and it's not a surprise in any way shape or form so if he gets a good run of those three together over the next month um, then it's definitely going to make up for the areas he's lacking in for the rest of the team um, and could potentially push him all the way. Who do I reckon? Who do I reckon is going to win the champ? Now, we've got some worthy adversaries this year with easily any of these people could have made the finals and me, Mardo, Abby, even Winston could have snuck right back down there into the chin. Um, look, Gaz is Cripps dependent. So Cripps does well. Gaz does well, as we saw last week. He's got Yangarang, who's, I reckon, had one of the unluckier years with just players coming up short and just doing you know, doing themselves no favours. Um, he's had some massive weeks and then some absolutely deplorable weeks. It's a real uh, yin and yang type of situation. See what I did there? You can use that. You, you can borrow that, boys. Um, Simon is a Whittlefield, is Whittlefield dependent. So if he gets tagged, which I'm assuming teams will start to do now that the uh, the Giants have not many midfielders remaining, um or Tony Chen. Uh, Tony just loves to get his hand on a trophy, regardless of if it's Premiership or Chen. And he thought to himself probably early in the year, I've got no chance of winning the Premiership this year, so I might give the Chen another run. So, oh, look, to be honest, I think it could be... I think it's out of Simon and Tony. I'll go Simon.
Okay, now who wins the chin? This one's going to be close. I think um, Kelly coming back from injury will save Tone. Um, so I think he'll be all right since it's those last couple games of the year. Uh, Gaz, he has a couple injuries coming back. Plus Cripper finally finding a bit of form again. But he's a bit up and down. But he's also got Duncan who's just a gun. So I think he'll be right. So then it's really between Yang and Simo now. I, I've had a bit look at both sides. And I see a bit of less top-end quality in Simo's team. And I'm still a bit annoyed that he uh, beat me during the bye. So I'll just go with him. Uh, just and uh, maybe a bit of beginner's luck for Yang to save him there in the Chen Fountain playoff, uh, but time will tell. For the Chen though, I've actually looked through the teams. Gaz, uh, pretty solid team, being one of the better scorers. Yang, probably unlucky to be in the Chen. Simo has Whitfield, so Chen looks like you're going to win your second your Chen Fountain. Though. I don't know. You don't look like you look like you're struggling there a bit. Um, so yeah. Good luck, Chen, and good luck to all the boys in the Chen. It's not fun winning one of those things, trust me. Who wins the Chen? Um, uh, this one's it's pretty tough. Um, they're all equally spuddy and also volatile. Uh, I'd say Yang's probably had the worst luck across the season, but then Gaz could claim that as well. Um, Simo's big games are massive. Because Whitfield just goes absolutely spastic, as well as his Eagles boys. Um, Tone gets Kelly back just in time, so I reckon that will probably save him, even though it probably shouldn't. Um, I think anyone who takes the Chen will feel unlucky. Um, uh, probably say that Simo is the most likely to win it, but yeah, this one to me is a genuine roll of the dice. So GL boys and. Cop dongs. Who wins Chen? Um, probably Gaz at this point, I'd say. Gaz at this point is a Chen. But uh, I think Tone, if uh, Josh Kelly doesn't come back to some great form when, when he returns to McCarth, which we all know with uh, GWS injuries, we know, never know how long they actually are. So I think it's a bit of a worry for um, Tone with where, when, when does Kelly return. Um, the Chen will be Tony Chen. That's great. Who wins the Chen? Probably me. <laughs> um, yeah, what was the other things that we need to talk about? Uh, yeah, can't remember. Got to go to basketball. That's it from Gaz. <laughs> Who wins the Chen? Uh, has to be Tone. Has to be the one who it's named after. Who wins the Chen? I'll just let me have a look at the... The ladder and see who will be picking up the bill at the um, Yamcha restaurant. Hmm. It's tough. Tone will get Kelly back for the end of the season, you'd think. And I think Gold Coast are playing GWS in the last round. So Tone will probably get 300 points from Kelly there. Um, oh, let me have a look. And same with Simo. He'll probably get 300 points out of Whitfield in that game. So I'd have to say between Gaz and Yang. Gaz has a lot of injuries. And plays to come back as well. I'm going to say... Uh, I'm going to say Yang. I'm going to say Danger will be uh, rested last round. 
and really fucking big call. Who wins the Chen? That I'm banking on uh, Simo at this stage. Um, I've got I've got Simo in uh, round twenty two uh, in the Chen playoffs, and to be completely honest, I think I've got a pretty good um, week for matchups and. In, in Dream Team, it's all about the matchups every week. So I think that that first round, I'm pretty confident I'll, I'll knock you off. And looking at your team, compared to uh, Yang's and uh, Gaz's, I wouldn't I wouldn't put my money on that on the, on that team, Simo. Somehow it's not me to be the favourite of the uh, the Chen uh, Fountain. Uh, after my 0-5 start, I have no idea how I managed to recover and uh, avoid the Chen, let alone being uh, top two. Uh, just quietly, greatest turnaround of a season ever seen in league history uh, as well. Um, but I think in all seriousness that it'll probably going to be Gaz only because of some of the injuries that he's copped. Uh, and he's had a pretty horrendous second half to the year uh, as well. Tony's probably going to be him and Tony in the grand final unfortunately but uh, I think Gaz is going to take the cake when it comes to uh, the Chen Fountain winner a uh, couple of rumours here um, so Abby said he's had a few season ending injuries which is exactly what um, what, is, what has come about but I think what actually happened is his draft was a season ending injury just his whole team because uh, from draft day, whoo, we what a stinker. It's like um, <clears throat> it's like he took Doherty for for all his picks, knowing all well he's injured. Neil's carried him, but the rest, whoo, doggy, how is he in the finals? Um, maybe, uh, actually, I can't even really think of many rumours. Uh, like... uh, the rumour mill. <laughs> Got a couple rumours. Um, mine, the first rumour I'm kicking off with is pretty sad, actually. Um, yeah, it's a bit, bit, bit of a downer. Um, apparently, Louis the Fly, the Mortine mascot, he's uh, actually passed away. Um, now, rumour has it that uh, Mortine have approached the league looking for a new mascot, and. Um, Apparently, one of the boys has put their hands up because he's actually pretty good at uh, at being a bit of a mosquito, a bit of a mozza, um, and that person's Andrew Longdon. Now, since lockout, and he hasn't really said much to me today. I know he has. He said it once today. I've I've had about seven in some sort of form. I've had about seven GGs from him. Um, apparently he doesn't care about this week and he's just looking forward to the second week of finals already. We all know Andrew's talking a whole lot of shit there. And come Friday night, he'll be throwing GG's left, right and centre and he'll be emotionally invested in this game. So, yeah, good luck with your new, um, your new contract with uh, Mortine Andrew. Um, and I hope you lose this week. Uh, Treon. Apparently... Uh, there's a bit of a reason for his uh, revival. We all know he started, I think, zero on five, and he's managed to get to second on the ladder, which is a fantastic effort. I was looking over his team um, that just played, and he recruited Hanley and Simo. 
Now, I think Treon has been snooping around the retirement homes because uh, if you go through his team, Hanley, Simo, Hoff, and Hearn are on his list. So maybe that's what has uh, sparked his revival, the fact that he uh, has, has got some uh, old man uh, wisdom and knowledge into his team. Who knows? Could go all the way. Could work out for him. Uh, Lastly, any rumours? I've just got one. Um, you, you might have... Uh, you might remember that early on in the season, uh, Reese was uh, adamant that he'd prefer to to win another Chen or win another ten Chen playoffs um, if the Pies came up on top and won the Premiership this season. Um, but as you can as you can see from the results, I I firmly believe that uh, Reese's made a made a bit of a Deal with the devil and uh, and switch switch the fortunes around. Now the now the pies on a on a massive massive slide. All their players are getting injured. Just just jumping out of contention for the premiership this season. Reese has definitely um, Reese has definitely uh, given up that that uh, dream to uh, to get a bit of uh, self self glory. Um, but will that all that pan out is uh, we're yet to we're yet to find out on that one. Rumor is that Reese has actually gone out and bought party supplies for his uh, post granny party. That's how keen he is. Rumor mill. Okay, let's churn out a couple or one or two very quickly. So, I've, yeah, I've definitely heard. I think it might be a bit of a rumor that uh, that at a primary school out in um, out Reese's way I was actually closed the other day due to flooding and um it was all from reese's tears from uh, after my trade with joey uh supposedly been inconsolable uh, it's flooded out the classroom they had to get all the students out of there just to clean up all the water damage but um yeah hopefully that should be sorted for him soon and the kids will be back learning in no time all right um well, i wanted to have another room here but since i'm already a bit late with it i might have to cut it short there the rumour mill. Churn them out. Um, well, first off, we've got Gaz. Um, bit of a rumour about the yum chart table. <laughs> um, Gaz has been uh, seen ordering some classic white dishes. A uh, bit of honey soy chicken, uh, sweet and sour pork. Getting very angry at the, the staff that don't understand what he's saying. Can't work out why a Chinese restaurant doesn't have these dishes. Uh... The other rumour, um, this one's pretty saucy. Uh, we've got a very special man in second, Girls Gone Wild, also known as Girls Gone Wild. Uh, he's taken a religious uh, angle for this one. Um, you know, in uh, along the line of its, his team name, uh, he's reportedly uh, flown over to, to LA to uh, the founder of Brazzers. Uh and he's just making his peace offering there, uh, trying to get that uh, that blessing, you know, from the the industry which his team name is basically named after. Um, you know, he's a big fan of big ass, as we all know. So maybe he might have uh, got a got a show bag on his way out. Rumor mill. Well, can give you guys the hot tip uh, in anticipation for next year. But Treon for 
fourth here in a row will probably draft Hearn, Gorn, Westhoff, and Petrarca all in the same team. So boys, if you're uh, if you're starting to plan for next year already, like I'm sure some of you are in the uh, Chen Chen playoffs, uh, you probably can guess my strategy for next year already. Um, so plan accordingly. Uh, other rumor mills uh, would be uh, is that uh, Joe Burke officially uh, the drafter for Reese Gibbs' team forever going forward from now on. He, how, how can he stop doing it after his dominant form, locking up two top four spots this year? It's just a, a match made in heaven, those two. So I'm looking forward to, to, to seeing the love continue to, uh, to blossom over these uh, next couple of league seasons into the future. Uh, last segment, uh, we'll do a bit of good call, bad call. Let's get those arrows out, boys. Um, first good call, bad call, Treon. Could be the biggest underdog story or comeback story since uh, since Dodgeball. Uh, the, the, the true underdog story since St. Joe's put together what was eventually a winning season and Peter Lafleur backed himself. Treon starting 0-5 has absolutely romped home with Guan Cam carrying him. Dusty moving forward has been a real godsend. Anywho, that's a one good call, bad call. Um, uh, good call, bad call. I reckon Yang will have a big year next year. I'm putting my money on it. Good call, bad call. Um, Marshall and O'Brien, two amazing seasons from two debut season um, Ruckman. Uh, they will go in the first two rounds of the draft next year. I mean... Part of me will go, yeah, I want them, but can they back it up? That's going to be huge questions going into the draft next year. So is that a good call, bad call, that they'll go first two rounds of the draft next year? Um, And my second good call, bad call is uh, Gaz. Is he unlucky to make the bottom four, considering he was very consistent in scoring points this year? Um, And I could probably even throw Yang in there too. Pretty unlucky. But I think Gaz, heavily unlucky that he, uh, he made the Chen. And good call, bad call, Reese is a cunt. Good call? Uh, finally, good call, bad call. We've got a couple here. So first one, I have to put to myself, uh, since uh, I'd go, my trade with Joey is one of the biggest trades of all time within the league. Um, I'd have to say, <laughs> I, I think it's a great call since I can't remember anyone else trading to 110 average players um, throughout our league. Just no one really has has the has the guts to really uh, risk it out there and put some of those top-end players right up there. Um, overall, I know Lloyd is a better player, but I just feel the matchup this week in my elimination final will pay dividends, especially with Cochin getting injured. But um, I guess we'll find out in a few days' time. Uh, but I do wish Joey all the best of luck there um, in the finals with my MVP. Um, and one final good call, bad call. Before I wrap it up, is uh, Troon is peaking at the perfect time to make a finals run to end his bridemaids status. Um, I think that's a great call as well, as I've named him my dark horse a bit earlier on. We'll have to wait and see. He's ever, he was ever reliable, um, always will be. But um, yeah, I think it's a really good call, and it'll be a very interesting final series to see him be Joey this week. Um, will be a really big clash. Hopefully, um, my prediction's right in terms of Lloyd a bit underperforming. Gaff scores big for me and it carries me and Trude into 
I guess at least uh, the next round and trim the week off. But we'll see what happens. Um, so thanks so much, guys. Good call, bad call. Uh, good call. Um, Abby being uh, absolutely luck box this year. I'm 100% the luck box. Um, I think I've worked out the other day. I was a good 400, 500 points um, less than second last in points. So <laughs> definitely got some luck there. Uh, bad call. I think Mardo's uh, trade to uh, Joey. Uh, I think it's going to backfire on him this week and going forward. So good to see. Good call, bad call. Uh, Abby is the worst team in the top eight since Elliot Coombe won the flag back in 2013, I think it was, when he fucking chipped me. Um, absolutely outrageous. Good call, bad call. Mato's the second worst team since Abby this year and Elliot all those years ago. Uh, Talk about absolute list fillers, and they play each other, so they both get one of them's guaranteed to go to the next round. Outrageous, outrageous. Um, <laughs> oh, good call, bad call. The season's already over because Reese has already won. Um, pretty pointless. Hopefully, we get some fireworks. In the finals, that'll be very interesting. Good call, bad call. I'm gonna have to start off with myself. Bad call, drafting the half the second round is my boy, as I've mentioned, uh, but definitely over overpaid with the way he's uh, performed thus far. Uh, other bad calls would have to be uh, Reese letting Joe draft your team because if you win, which I hope for your sake you do, um, but I think there's a few boys unfortunately going to be putting the asterisks next to uh, the Joe Burke drafting uh, that occurred um, on there, so apologies about that. Uh, other bad call, Mato's trades. Uh, our trade between Seb Ross and Toby Green hasn't worked out too horrendously thus far for him now that um, GWS's midfield has been decimated, so Green's getting, um, getting the midfield minutes, but as soon as Kelly's back, uh, that's going to all be over uh, and I'm just going to keep taking Severos's 140 points a game uh, and as well trading Lloyd uh, for Gaff you never trade top five uh, skill position players for midfielders midfielders come a dime a dozen I know he's got to do something to try and win from where he is and I commend him for the balls he's showing to do what he does because not many of us would do that um, but yeah I don't think it's going to pay the dividends and it will hopefully help me out to beat uh, Joe this week um. Yeah, rumor mill. Can't think of any. Uh, good call, bad call. Yeah, can't think of any off the top of my head. Anyway, boys, thanks for a ripper season so far, and um, hopefully the woat wins the flag, which is not very likely. Cheers. <laughs>